If you think Russia is our friend, think again. Oh, and Ukraine? <laughs> no. We are definitely in some interesting times. And, you know, sometimes, as the phrase goes, politics brings out some very interesting bedfellows. Hi, and welcome to On Top of the Mount. Welcome back to On Top of the Mount. I'm your host, Darren Watts. Yeah, I'm aware it has been a astronomically long time, guys. I am, I am so sorry. Um, I, there's no other explanation other than to say that life happens. And 2022 was just a long, agonizing year of doing work, uh, just some other issues, and bombardment of all different types of things. But I'm back, and I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be with you here on Top of the Mount. Uh, if you've enjoyed any of the past episodes, I encourage you to please subscribe, and I would love you to put out a rating and a comment. I'd love to hear from y'all, and if you have anything that you would like me to address or talk about, please email me at draywaddles at gmail.com, or you can send me a message through my website or my Facebook page in the links below. Uh, I will also note that I am currently uh, working on creating a Discord server. Um, I will announce that and launch that as soon as I get that all worked out. I've used the format of Discord before, but uh, I've been encouraged to try and uh, start a new forum. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit different. But anyway, to our topic of today. And that being specifically, there's a lot that has happened since I've been gone. And I fully intended, I promise you, fully intended to discussing the these two major issues. And that was the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And there was another topic, which I will probably expound in a separate episode. And that is the topic of abortion. And I'm not exactly sure if you can hear it in the background, uh, but I I got really invested in making bread in the last uh, year or two. And uh, my boss, my wonderful boss, she uh, gifted me a bread maker. And that's probably what you're hearing in the background right now. So... Uh, please excuse that. So, Putin. 
Zelensky. I've, I've seen this huge argument back and forth over the last, uh, the, the last year. And I see proponents of those on the far right that are surprisingly, and I don't quite understand it, but it seems like they're pro-Russia. Uh, there's another faction that's isolationist. And then there is where the moderate right and those of the left, uh, they seem to be pro-Ukraine. And I, I think overwhelmingly the world supports Ukraine in this. Obviously, no one wants any foreign power, especially one that is uh, one of the dominant ones that used to make up the G8 summit, that is now the G7, uh, to be rolling in saying, uh, this uh, country is now mine. Uh, no one wants that. And uh, I'm, uh, ooh, I need to silence my phone. And it happens to me, my uh, brother-in-law. Huh. Uh, oh, good plug to put in uh, this episode. Uh, I'm starting... Well, I'm I'm not starting anything. I'm part of a new podcast that will be airing um, with a couple of other guys in my church. Uh, it's going to be called The Word on School Avenue. And we're going to address a lot of apostolic, uh, doctrinal, um, I wouldn't say issues. Issues is not the right word, but topics. And also addressing some things uh, that we encounter in our day to day and our devotional life um, through the weeks and months ahead. And so uh, once that launches, I too will put that in the description notes below. Anyway, rabbit trail, I'm notorious and oh, rabbit trails. So, let's look at Russia. What is Russia? Are they our enemy? Are they our friend? Let's look at Ukraine. Are they our enemy or are they that our friend? Well, here's the honest and true point. Ukraine used to be a puppet country for Russia. Russia, at points in time during the Soviet Union, had it as a satellite nation. And there was time in the Russian Empire that it was part of Russia. Russia, at this point in time, is having a huge issue with its economy. It's uh, The ruble has tanked, and since the war has started, it is astronomically uh, tanked. And it's pivotal for them because of their... Uh, bad investment in oil, that they have to find other means of making financial income to turn around its economy. Because Putin, now look at Putin. Uh, he's a very authoritarian power. Uh, you know, most will say he's kind of a dictator uh, for the in, the, in the premise of uh, him, you know, certain of his opposition like, there was one guy that was going to run against him as president, and it was looking pretty good that he had a pretty good chance. Um, 
and he just, you know, disappeared, you know, uh, and he uh, has a tendency of taking matters in his own hand and making very strict laws with things he disagrees with, which uh, most nations that are of uh, the democratic belief uh, typically don't like that. Now, our history with Russia has never exactly been the friendliest, and I'm, I'm using very light terms here. Um, so, Russia is not exactly our friend, and I don't think they ever anticipated, especially in this escapade that, uh, of their invasion of Russia, that we would partner up with them. So, clearly, they are not our ally. But we like to take things in a matter of a black and white approach. So if they are not our friend and they are uh, in the premise of being our enemy, therefore, Ukraine must be our ally and we must support Zelensky and all these poor individuals that are being terrorized by the implementation of Putin's war. Okay, um, this is a very false and very flaky premise to have. We aren't, we don't really know this Zelensky fellow that well. I mean, he came to the United States and he spoke to our Congress. Uh, we know, air quotes here, that he won a democratic election in Ukraine in a, uh, time of uh, Russian puppetry, but we don't really know who this Zelensky fella is and what he's going to do in the future. Uh, I mean, it's looking to me, this is just me, it's looking to me that he's going to follow suit of other European powers and which take on very modest means and humbling beginnings uh, and take up uh, the banner of their nation, uh, uh, national patriotism and lead their people in the most extreme of situations and uh, become a popular name among his people. And he'll be elected again and again and again. However, we got to go back to Lord Acton's statement of power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, we can look at all these individuals within just the last 100 years and clear as day, there is a motivation that they must stay in power. That That is one source of politics that is the sketchiest and the scariest, is that you don't obtain power and just willy-nilly give it up. This is, I find it, uh, I, well, I like, I should say, I like the the phrasing in uh, the musical Hamilton when King George 
uh, he's singing his song of You'll Be Back, and it's the point of when George Washington relinquishes his power, and he says, I didn't know that was something a, uh, a leader could do. And that is the mindset of most politicians that are within power is they have a grasp on power and they have to hold it. Um, so that's my worry with Zelensky is we don't know enough on him. And just based off of how things are going right now, it's looking like that's where we're going into or that's what he's doing is becoming an authoritative figure I mean, he could just be a war president, and then he will relinquish power, and he could surprise me. But that's where I think this is going, because, I mean, just look at how he dresses, and look at how he operates. Uh, he's going around trying to out, uh, get enough allied forces to, you know, build up a, you know, he needs money to uh, support his troops, for food and for supplies, and he's also trying to get ammunition and bombs and tanks and uh, uh, missiles and planes to continue on this war with Russia. Um, and it's it's interesting to see how he dresses like uh, an individual, a common man. This is the same thing that we've seen, um, you know, the Soviets do. Uh, and what uh, uh, Mao Zedong in China and what, uh, oh, I forget his name, but uh, Kim Jong-un's grandfather did in North Korea and what his father Kim Jong-il and what now Kim Jong-un does now is he dresses in common, uh, very plain dress uh, to, you know, be one of the people that is a communismistic uh, environment. Um, but I'm very interested to see what happens. But the moral of why I say all that is I don't think that we should rush in and just call Ukraine an ally. Ukraine has manipulated a situation to make us an ally because they need us in this time, in which I don't refute the fact that I agree that we should send aid. I don't refute that we should not partner up, but I do refute the idea that they are a friend. I do refute that because I know that the European powers that be have never been supportive of us. They have been supportive of us when they needed help. But when it comes to, for instance, our relationship with Israel, they do not partner with us. They vote against us. We are the only one in the United Nations that partners up with Israel and has stayed a staunch friend and ally. That is a true ally. But unfortunately, they are a smaller nation. And we are a greater nation. Uh, so, the, you know, Israel isn't really coming uh, in like a, uh, a knight in shining armor to our defense anytime soon. 
because they have enemies abroad, as mentioned, uh, because we are the only real true supporter of them. So we need to take caution in who we're deciding who's our friend and who is our enemy. This is not a black and white issue. Uh, we can take a side, but we cannot assume anything in this matter. Um, I would not be surprised if, say, 10 years down the road, and I would definitely hope that this war would be over by then because uh, the Lord knows that uh, we are all hurting uh, due to this war and also some <clears throat> some bad decisions with our uh, current government uh, uh, that uh, oil is extremely high right now and uh, gasoline prices are not friendly at the moment. They are not friendly. We have seen $4 uh, here in Arkansas and we are above $3 at the moment. And... Uh, I miss the days of uh, having to pay, you know, less uh, or at the amount of $2. So I, you know, yeah, this is interesting uh, state of affairs uh, within our economy with gas. Um, so one thing that I remember when this war started, uh, everyone was freaking out that uh, the world was going to end. Ah, which it was very possible at some particular point in time because uh, uh, Russia had its, uh, or Putin, I should say, had his uh, fingers on the buttons. And we all worried because we know that uh, he was not uh, abiding by past uh, regulations that we uh, coordinated with uh, in disarming uh, our nuclear weapons. Um, these weapons of mass destruction, as uh, George W. Bush referred to them to, uh, he, he has been a threat, but in this case, he knows he's, I mean, we, we should know that he is not fool enough to press that button uh, because it would create such a economic and humanitarian disaster. Uh, he cannot put that on his head right now. Uh, Putin wants to maintain power. That is his goal. He has been uh, an authoritative figure since the fall of the Soviet Union. There was a blink, uh, a little whisper of time in the 90s after uh, the Cold War ended and uh, Gorbachev uh, relinquished his power and, uh, and Yeltsin took over as president. But directly after the fall of Yeltsin, we get Putin. And Putin has stayed in power the entire time. Now, you can argue with me and say that, well, there was a period of time during uh, the Obama administration where 
Putin decided to take a break and he became Secretary of State and Medvedev became president. Well, you'd be right. But if you look at the constitutional law, the powers changed. It went from the president to the Secretary of State who had the power. And then when Putin came back into the presidency, that flipped again. Uh, and if you look at the power, political power structure of Russia, since the fall of the Soviet Union, it has, interestingly enough, stayed in one party control. And during the time of Putin's strong suit, it has been vast supermajority of the quote-unquote conservative party of Russia. Uh, so, it, 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 Russia, it's a very interesting world over there, uh, needless to say. But does that mean, given their authoritative uh, perspective and actions, that the world would end? No. No, 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 no. Um, there, there is a power game, and you have to play the game, unfortunately. And that's, this is how this works within government, is some, sometimes there are some power struggles and political games that are played, but I don't think uh, Putin has the political capital at this point to even dare press a nuclear button. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Um, I, I believe in the prophetic. I believe revelation is coming uh, before our, or uh, is being revealed before our very eyes. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, um, a man-made uh, super virus, uh, the coronavirus and its many manipulations uh, and still being manipulated at this very time, um, I don't think it was a coincidence that it spread worldwide. I don't believe it was a coincidence that all these things occurred. I, I don't believe it's a coincidence that this war between Russia and Ukraine has occurred. Um, the Bible is very specific uh, when it comes to the end of times. Now, I am not one that I would be an expert in interpreting prophecy, but it's very clear to see when there would be wars and rumors of wars because that's what's going on right now. And it's, it's uh, as Art, uh, Brother Art Wilson, um, as he put it in one of his podcasts, is that um, it is like the woman in travail. It, that period of time is that the breathing in and out and the pressure, it's building up, and it's the pangs of uh, 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 pain are going in intervals that are, you know, where it would space out for a time. That time is getting shorter and faster, and we are at that point, and we're seeing these 
wars and actions and this, these divisions between nationalities um, happen. It's no coincidence that COVID, Black Lives Matter, uh, the war with Russia, um, the squabbles in uh, political structures, uh, these radicalized groups are coming out of the woodworks and creating absolute chaos. And it's not just a one-sided coin. This is on both spectrums of the right and the left that they're coming about. And there is unruliness. And there is... Uh, which I, I will talk about this. This has happened here recently. Uh, but there is a very clear uh, mockery of God, and there's a very clear uh, division point between those of a very modest conservative belief and those that believe in a very openly sexual or sexualized nature of this world. And... Uh, you can see that as the example of oh, the Grammy Award winning song, Unholy. And it is a construct that is sickening, but it is an unraveling of our cultures. It is an unraveling of our being. That is where we're currently at in society. And we, we as Christians, we as apostolics, we need to take note of this. And just as I said at the very beginning, we need to be cautious of who we call friends and who we call allies. Uh, just because the talking heads, the pundits on the news are saying one thing, we don't need to digest that as 100% fact. We need to look at the text, the biblical text, and we need to look at our leaders. Are our leaders doing what they should be to upholding the righteousness and sanctity of culture? And I think the answer is very clear here, and that is a very concerning note. Um, so I, I probably have left you on a very dark note here, uh, but as I as I said, I've been gone for a while, and I had intended to discuss this very in depth, and I probably will in a in another episode. Uh, and where I was going to detail um, the events of, of the hit the in a very in-depth discussion of the history of Ukraine and the history of Russia, and talk about you know in the biblical context of it. Uh, I know my cousin uh, Justin Gleason. He he has a perspective that uh, the Russian the Russians are not exactly detailed in uh, the prophetic visions of uh, of uh, Daniel in the the bear with the ribs in its mouth, and um, also in uh, Revelations as part of the multifaceted headed and bodied beast. Uh, I would disagree. I would 
I would take the perspective of the late Irvin Baxter. I would, I would say that it is the Russian bear. Um, uh, it, it's the only nation that exists today that would make sense. Now, it could be, I get the benefit of the doubt, it could be that something comes up in the future where it takes more of an implication uh, that correlates even better. But anyway, uh, moral of the story uh, of what I'm saying is I, I, I intended to do a more in-depth in that but time got away from me last year. And um, I'm just glad to be back with y'all on top of the mount. Um, this was a very uh, short episode, uh, but I just wanted to uh, thank you all for listening. I got back on uh, looking at my st uh, statistics and I was shocked to see what I saw, and I thank y'all uh, for being so supportive and still listening and sharing uh, this podcast with your friends, and I ask you to please continue doing so. Uh, I encourage y'all to reach out to me, and I would love to hear from you, the listeners, uh, because I want to do topics that y'all are really wanting to be interested in. I will definitely continue to bring up uh, topics for uh, for y'all, and uh, hope to do some interviews uh, again. Um, but I um, I hope you join me in praying for our country. I hope you join me in praying for our leaders. I know I have uh, kind of thrown. President Joe Biden under the bus a couple of times, but we have to pray for our leaders and where we can be critical as Americans of our leaders, we still have to understand that our leaders are anointed and we have to pray for them and for wisdom in doing the right thing for us, the church, and the world as a whole. <clears throat> to do the will of God. So, I ask you all to please subscribe, leave a comment, leave me a rating, and uh, share this with your friends. And until next time, I will see you and talk with you right here on top of the mountain.